It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Back to the Book. Um, Please take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to Psalms chapter 12. Psalms in chapter 12, we're preaching on this thought this week, where is the godly man, or where are the godly men? And you'll have to forgive me as well. I've got some voice issues going on. I had to, I I flew uh, to my parents for Christmas and had to wear a mask a lot longer than what I normally would, and it has tore up my throat. So if I break down into coughing or something, I I apologize ahead of time. I'm trying to fight it as I attempt to preach here, and I'd appreciate you praying for me that I'll be able to get over this uh, before next week comes around. Um, But Psalms chapter 12, we're preaching on where are the godly men? Where are the godly men? Now, yesterday we just looked quickly at um, where we find the psalmist David at. He finds himself in the middle of Saul's court, according to some of the writers I've read it read from, and we know they had just came from kind of the period of the judges to the reign of, of Saul, and I have a feeling some of that mentality that the, that was there present during the judges' time, every man did that which was right in his own eyes, probably is still prevailing in some of these people's hearts. And David finds himself in the middle of a group of men that are ungodly, that have no desire to go on for God, but rather that are going an entirely different direction. And David begins to plead to God. And this is what he says. We'll go ahead and read the chapter again to kind of familiar, familiarize ourselves with where we are at. David says this in Psalms chapter 12 and verse 1, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips, and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said, with our tongue will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side, when the vilest men are exalted. (coughs) We find that uh, David sees a lack of godly men, a lack of godliness in his time, in his generation, and it bothered him. And it ought to be bothering us because I believe we find ourselves in the exact same place that David found himself in then. Maybe even worse off. Now, I wasn't there. I can't say that with surety. But I can tell you that there's been a lot of vile men being exalted in past years and going on already into 2021 
There's vile, wicked people in leadership or moving towards leadership positions. And I can tell you that the world is go just getting worse. It's not getting better. Christ is coming soon. I believe that with all of my heart. David begins to give a plea to God. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth. We need God to help us. We need God to touch some young people, to touch some of this generation coming on, to touch some of those in leadership positions even now in our churches and in our country, in our government. We need God to begin to touch, to put some godliness back into our country, back into our churches, back into some men that are willing to serve Him. We need godliness in our nation. David finds himself surrounded with a group of men that I believe we could say are going a totally different direction than he is going. I want to just look kind of quickly at a few of the things that the text says about these men. These really, you could just say, are some characteristics of ungodliness. Now, this is by no means an exhaustive list. It's just a few things I, I, I'm pulling fr from Psalms chapter 12 here. But as I begin to go through them, I think you'll see very quickly that these things are very alive and well in our society and sadly in our churches, in a lot of preachers today. And it's sad because these are characteristics of ungodly men, characteristics of ungodly times. And if you find these things in your life, you ought to be ashamed of yourself first and foremost. But I hope that you'd be willing to repent, to get on your face before God and repent and turn to, 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 to ask for forgiveness for these sins if they are in your life. And this isn't even exactly, some of this is just introduction really, but I want to give you a picture of the type of people David finds himself surrounded in. It'll help much more when we get to the meat of the message. Let's go ahead and read verse 2. It says, They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said, With our tongue will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. I'm going to stop reading there. I see one of the first things that are pointed out, if I can just kind of condense some of what is being said into just one, one phrase, I believe one of the things that characterizes ungodliness in a person's life is mouth problems. Now, if we were to go to James, we'd see that the tongue is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. The tongue no man can tame. And it goes to give, you know, it talks about um, whosoever, basically, I'm misquoting slightly and forgive me, but whosoever can control his tongue, the same as a perfect man and able also to control the whole body, the Bible says. And that means not perfect as in how we look at it, but mature. But it takes the Holy Spirit to be able to control a tongue. I can say that 
Very much so. That's one of the hardest things. I'm sorry, the hardest thing for a person to control is their tongue. It's so easy to slip up, to say something you don't mean, to to go on and, and just, you know, hurt people with your tongue. There's so much damage, damage that the tongue can do. But I see that, first of all, let me just give you a few of the things that, that are problems with their tongue. The first thing he mentions, they speak vanity, everyone with his neighbor. Now what is vanity? It is waste. It is emptiness. It is purposelessness. I think we could say there's no direction in it. Speech that is characterized by vanity is ungodly speech. Now, I know there, there's, for everything, there's a time and a season. I know there's a time to have fun. I, I, of all people, I love to have fun. I like to tease people. And if, you, if any of you ever get around me, you'll find that out. I, I love to pick. That's just how I break the ice. I like to have a, a, a fun time, so to speak. But God's people, there ought to be some seriousness, some spirituality about their speech, some purpose behind what they are saying. But you know what's sad? I, you get around a group of Christians, and they'll talk about everything under the sun except for spiritual things. They'll talk about the sports. They'll talk about the hunting. They'll talk about cars. They'll talk about guns. I mean, you fill in the blanks. They'll talk about it all. It'd be politics. I mean, whatever it is. And some of that stuff, there is maybe a little bit of a purpose to it. But it is very rare anymore that you get around God's people and find them excited and wanting to talk about the things of God. Now, why is that? Believe honestly, it comes from a heart problem, and we'll go there in a minute. But so much of what we talk about is empty anymore. I believe David, he found himself in the middle of this people, and David, uh, being a man after God's own heart, he wanted to talk about spiritual things, scriptural things. The Bible talks about we as Christians or to be edifying one another. That is, building each other up spiritually, encouraging one another, helping each other to move on to the next level, to, to go on for God. There ought to be, that is what fellowship, true Christian fellowship is all about. It's not about a social gathering where we talk about hunting and sports and, and this and that, but true Christian fellowship is to be centered around Christ and around the Bible and Bible things, building each other up as we as we talk to each other. But David finds himself in the middle of a group of men, a group of leaders who their talk was not godly. Their talk was not spiritual. Rather, it was vain, it was empty, it was purposeless. And believe me, when your talk goes that way. Normally, that's the direction you're heading as well. You know, a lot of young people today, that's exactly where you'll find them. Vain. What they talk about is just useless, worthless in the grand scheme of things. Now, is there a time and place for some of it? I'm not going to say there is not. 
But oh, I so want to see a, a group of young people, especially coming on the scene, that are excited about the things of God, that have something spiritual to say, that are edifying one another. Thank God. God put me in a, a, a youth group there in South Dakota where I grew up. And that youth group, they had a desire to serve God. And there are countless times, I remember we'd be having, we'd be doing this little campfire or something of a night. And somebody would ask a question. What do you think God has for your life? Or how are you doing spiritually? One of my cousins in that youth group, we, we became very close. We were best friends. And I remember all the time, we we agreed to keep keep each other accountable. If either one of us saw something that bothered us in the other person's life, spiritually speaking, we our friendship was such a level we would go to the other one and say, "Hey, um, I see this in your life. It's a little bit concerning. You might you might just want to be careful there. You don't see that much anymore. But oh my, we need it." A lot of young people today, they live their lives and their life is vanity. It's purposeless. They have no direction. That is a characteristic of ungodliness in our generation, just as much as it was in David's generation. We need some young people and really some old people alike. We need God's people to get serious about spiritual things and to begin speaking in such a way that would be beneficial to each other. Mouth problems. My, we find that so much in today. But a true godliness those mouth problems won't be there. God will help us. And we're going to have to pick up here tomorrow. I didn't quite get as far as what I wanted. But please tune in tomorrow, same time, 8 o'clock every morning, Monday through Friday. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.